0: And welcome to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, and I'm your host, and I'm here to read you exciting adventure-packed stories every single week, where you could be the hero Remember, guys, if you love this podcast, then please help us spread the word. Tell all your friends, family, neighbors, teachers, pets, and anyone else you think would love to listen to these stories. The more people that know about us, the more we grow, and the longer we can keep going. We appreciate you guys so much and all of the amazing story ideas that you're coming up with. So, if you'd like the chance to be in one of our stories, just leave your story idea in your Apple review. You can also find us on Instagram, so follow us on there and tag us in your artwork of your favorite stories. We are getting some amazing drawings coming in, so send them to us and we'll post them on our feed. Before we get into this episode's story, here's a word from our sponsors. Okay, so today's story is a request from a junior school in England, and the junior school is called Abbotswood Junior School, and they wanted a story about their head teacher, Mr. Moore, and the school dog. Wow, having a school dog is very exciting, so I was very happy to receive this request, and let's see what our amazing writer Simon has come up with. Enjoy! Tommy thought he was the luckiest dog in the world. He was Abbotswood Junior School's very own dog and he just loved it. All the children were always pleased to see him when he greeted them at the school gate each morning. He was such a lucky pup. Mr. Moore, the head teacher, was the one who would take Tommy out to meet the children first thing in the morning. And then usually, Tommy got to go back to the office for a nice lie down. Today, however, was different. Mr. Noyce, the site manager, wanted to show Mr. Moore a problem with the roof at the back of the building. And so, once the last child was safely inside the school, Tommy and Mr. Moore made their way around the outside of the school. This sort of thing was always fun for Tommy. Lots of new smells to snuffle and investigate. There was a hedgerow along the back of the school, behind which ran a footpath, a place that Tommy was always interested in. It was against the hedge that Mr. Moore asked Tommy to sit and stay while he talked to Mr. Noyce. Tommy wasn't too bothered with the problem on the roof, but the hedge and the footpath were both fascinating. As the two adults spoke, Tommy's attention became increasingly focused on the hedge or whatever was behind it. There appeared to be something there. He twisted his head round to see if he could hear better. And then, with curiosity getting the better of him, pushed his head into the hedge for a better look. Before he knew what was happening, somebody grabbed him. And to his horror, he found himself bundled into a cloth sack. Tommy had been dog-napped. He was bounded along in darkness for a moment until he heard the creak of a van door opening, and then felt himself hit the van's floor as the sack was dropped inside. The door slammed, the engine started, and Tommy felt the van begin to move. With every minute that passed, he was getting further and further away from the school. Laying still inside the sack, his sensitive ears and nose detected the presence of others inside the van. Finding the sack's opening, he popped his head out and saw two other dogs in the dim light. One was a pug and the other was a young German shepherd, trembling with fear in opposite corners. Hello, he said. Have you been dognapped too? I've lost my owner quivered the little pug. The young German shepherd simply covered his head with his paws. Oh dear, thought Tommy. These poor dogs are terrified. I may not be the bravest of dogs, but today I need to try and be as brave as I can. He dragged himself out of the sack and sat calmly between the two hounds. It seems to me said Tommy gently, that we found ourselves in trouble. We don't know where we're going and that probably means anybody looking for us is going to find it impossible to find us. The German shepherd gave a little whimper before Tommy carried on. I think that if we want to get home, we're going to have to do it ourselves. But, but how? asked the pug. If you really want to achieve something, you have to work to make it happen, said Tommy. I'm Tommy, by the way. After a brief pause, the pug said, I'm Daisy. I'm Bruce, said the young German shepherd quietly. Do you really think we can get home? I don't know, said Tommy honestly. But I think that we should at least try. And I've got an idea. The van moved off the smooth road surface and onto a bumpy gravel track with deep potholes that jolted the vehicle about. This didn't last long before the van came to a stop. The dogs heard the driver get out and walk across the gravel. When the back door was opened, the inside of the dark van was filled with dazzling bright daylight, revealing Daisy the Pug and Bruce the German Shepherd hunched down as far away from the door as they could get. Tommy, meanwhile, sat bravely right in the middle of the floor. As his eyes adjusted to the bright light, he could see the dog napper was a middle-aged woman with short hair, a faded baseball cap, and a dirty denim jacket. "'You can go first, she sneered at Tommy, reaching forward for them. But as she did so, Tommy shuffled backwards, slightly out of reach. Oi! she snapped. Sit still! She had to lift one knee into the van to increase her reach. But again, Tommy shuffled backwards. Ah, stay still, you dumb mutt! Now, she was on her hands and knees, reaching forward once more with her right arm. She had to put all her weight on her left. Tommy didn't shuffle this time, just leant backwards to force her to really stretch out for him. Then, as quick as he could, he clamped his drawer on her jacket sleeve and pulled, overbalancing her completely and sending her crashing onto her face. This was the signal for Daisy and Bruce to act, and the three dogs charged forward and were out through the door before the woman could recover. The three dogs ran straight through the gap in a gate and into a field, and they kept running, fearful of being captured once more. Need to stop, panted Daisy after a while her little pug legs weren't as long as Tommy's and Bruce's, they took a break in a small wooded area beside a narrow stream. Are we being followed? asked Bruce with a worried expression. I don't think so, said Tommy. But, but we are lost, sniffed Daisy. I'm afraid you're right, said Tommy sadly. It was looking like he'd never see his school again. We could follow the stream, suggested Bruce. For a moment, Tommy dismissed this suggestion. After all, what could a young dog like Bruce know? But Tommy reminded himself that it was better to consider all ideas. Why would following a stream help? Tommy asked. Bruce sat a little straighter. I do lots of walks beside the water. Little streams flow into rivers and rivers into the sea. Where we live is beside a big river. Maybe this stream will take us there. That's an excellent idea, acknowledged Tommy. Let's keep moving, but more slowly this time. And so they made their way steadily along the banks of the stream. Through the brambles and thorns, over mud and stones, they trudged onwards, with Tommy offering words of encouragement to keep them moving. Above their heads, the sun was long past midday as they came upon a quiet road. Fearful of the lady and her van, they kept to the road's edge as it became a bridge over a much busier road below. There were houses now, and lots of them, as they moved down streets and along alleyways. At last, Tommy spotted a building he recognized. I know where we are, he barked excitedly. Minutes later, the three dogs were on the footpath running behind the school. Tommy was so relieved to catch the familiar smells of the place he loved. He found the gap in the hedge he'd been so rudely pulled through, and guided his two new friends to the other side. Racing around to the school's front entrance, Tommy was surprised to see that it was home time already. The children were being collected by their parents and grandparents. And soon, everyone was pointing and shouting at the appearance of the dogs. It's Tommy! Look, it's Tommy! The babble of excited voices drew the attention of Mr. Moore and Mr. Noyce, who had been talking to a policeman. Tommy raced straight to Mr. Moore and received an enormous cuddle. "'Oh, where have you been?' asked Mr. Moore. "'We've been so worried.' The policeman scratched his head. "'Well, would you look at that? A pug and a German shepherd pup were reported stolen, too.' Looks like these three made an escape. The children were so pleased to see Tommy and his new friends, but not as happy as Tommy was to see them. Every day, Tommy watched the children of Abbotswood School do their best. And it's what had inspired Tommy to do his best during his ordeal. He'd aspired to get back to school and in doing so, he'd stretched himself to be braver than he'd ever been before. He'd encouraged his fellow captives to work as a team, and he'd listened with respect to Bruce's suggestion about the stream. And even though they were so dreadfully tired, they'd stuck with it and got themselves back to safety. Do you know all these children? asked Daisy in disbelief. Oh, yes, said Tommy. You're a lucky dog, said Bruce in awe. Yes, I am, said Tommy. I'm the luckiest dog in the world. The End